Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Today we're talking to the managing director of a crew-based group of companies established in 2021 and delivering brand management, hospitality, luxury holidays and payroll. The group is a sponsor at Chester and Utoxta Racecourses and was shortlisted as Best Umbrella Company at this year's Contracting Awards. On today's show, we're really pleased to welcome Carl Bolton, the Managing Director of the Bolton Group, here in Crewe. Carl, welcome to Business Brunch. Good morning, thank you. Carl, you're the Chief Executive of a group of companies offering a wraparound service to the business sector, but before we discuss the Bolton Group, Tell us about yourself and your life before you launched your businesses. Well, it was a lot easier, I'll tell you that for sure. It was a lot calmer. Uh, From leaving school, I joined the army pretty quickly from school. The the offer of the the army life, travel the world, play some sport. Not many responsibilities in terms of bills. It was a good opportunity. It's a Something I don't regret. I would, if I was young enough and able enough, I'd definitely do it again. Don't think they'd have me back, but it's something I would do again. <laughs> but yeah, some of the best times of my life. It taught me some good structure, discipline, leadership. It's pretty much everything that, that we would want our young people to come out with these days. And having come out of the army, were you left hanging, or did you have a plan before you left? No, I decided to leave the army. But, well, I decided to leave. It's a year's notice period to leave the army, so it's not a thing you can do very quickly. The idea I had when I started getting younger, I wanted to earn more money. To earn more money in the army, you've got to get promoted. That's literally the only way, because you get paid 24-7-365. That's how you're paid. The idea for me, a, a young man wanting to earn more money to wait for a promotion that can take a year, it just didn't really resonate with what I wanted to do in life. So quickly looked into business, looked into sales, first of all, that, high-end commission, selling, earning. That was where I wanted to take my life. So put my year's notice period and decided to go into hardcore telesales. So you came out of the army and went straight into telesales? Yeah, it's literally. It was the old school dual energy for British gas, selling gas and electricity at the same time. It was a baptism of fire. Let's say that was a little call centre in Warrington, I think it was. It was 200 calls a day, back-to-back, and just trying to do your best to stay alive and having served your time as a, a telephone salesperson <laughs> where did you get the desire to to want to go into business uh, any person that's good at sales that runs their desk as we'd call it you, you pretty much are running your own business you are a commodity in yourself you are running your calls you are running your database you're running your clients you are your own business what would any sales sector you say you've got your own desk a desk is your own business. You are running your own business while you're doing sales because you are in control of what commission you will earn. You're in control of calls that you'll make and you are creating your own portfolio of clients, which is the same as anyone owning a business these days. So you, you have that as a skill. There's a lot more skills required to run a business. So <laughs> once you'd made the decision, did you feel out of your depth or were you comfortable in in what you were doing? No, the first business I went to was recruitment. It was... um. Before the first recession, trade and labour recruitment company. And I suppose the army taught me that it was a good, solid trade and labour operators doing their job, brickies, sparkies, plumbers, just getting them on site, getting them working. And it, it just made sense. It was a easy back in those days. We didn't have much of the internet. It was a good old roller decks, good old 
notepad and pen. That was an easier time because you didn't have the social media, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have a lot of sickness what you can get these days. It was just people that had to work or they didn't pay for the bills. So that was a nice way to get into running my own businesses. So that takes us neatly on to you running the business. Now, running a single business requires, as we've already said, a broad mix of skills and 110% of commitment. So let us in on your secret and, and share with us how you successfully manage four and more companies. I don't think there is a, a secret. You watch a lot of videos and social media says, oh, I recommend you do this, I recommend you do that. I don't think anyone's got a set secret that guarantees success. You've just got to play the hand that you're dealt with, what you're good at. I've just been a very good salesperson first off and a good man manager. I'm pretty good at recruitment and those three aspects help me do my job and then you just recruit everyone else to do what you're not very good at. It's the same as a a football team. You can't do every single aspect on a football pitch. You have to have your team around you that are good at their job and that's you build a business from that way that getting the people that can't that better at doing their task than you are and you'll do what they're not good at and then you just build that team from there so it's just know what you're good at and know what you're not good at and what about time management and organizational skills is that does that come naturally to you uh, time management i think my time management is just less sleep i think that's the only way i do my time management. I'll, I'll sleep less i'll get the job done which is another a good and bad thing about owning your own business you you can do those out of hours work you can dictate when i'll catch up on this at this time or get up early i'll do this i will use my own time accordingly to get ahead or if you're going on holiday at a set time you know i've got to get ahead ready for that and you do this that and the other so time management for me is just sleep less maybe miss a few meals here and there but the organization is that's key and i know we're speaking off air earlier about technology technology compared to when I first started a business, it's critical now because it can just take, it's a person. Technology these days is literally like a human being now because it can do so many jobs. And what would you say are the most important skills for, for being a successful CEO? Patience, communication. Understanding communication is a two-way street. You've got to listen, you've got to talk, you've got to heed people's opinions as well as trying to portray your opinion as well. But Moving with the times, you've you've got the generations are changing these days. People are coming up younger that are, are have social media as just part of their life now. I've got a marketing company; it's a digital, and we've got to listen to the youth that's coming through because they understand it way better than I understand it. So it's just moving with the times and just listening to people that have got the ideas because generally their ideas are a lot better than mine. Carl, you established. Optimum Payroll, I should have said Incorporated Optimum Payroll in 2019. So tell us why you chose payroll as a service and detail some of the benefits that your clients enjoy by contracting out their payroll to you. So the payroll I created, which was the kind of the start of why I created all these different companies, when I had my recruitment agency, we had a problem with a payroll company that we outsourced our payroll to. They, however they were doing, they didn't do it to the best of their abilities and my staff that was through my recruitment she weren't paid correct they weren't looked after correct they didn't have the customer service that was required but that then reflected on me as the recruitment agency trying to put them on site and then the people wouldn't go to site so the decision then was what's the point in having a the best recruitment agency you can have if you don't have control of the payroll because then you don't 
have guys go into site that's happy. So to start my own payroll company was born on the idea of, I know recruitment, I know how to get staff there, I know how to look after the staff, I know how to do the finances, I know how to do the payroll. So why not merge a payroll company that knows payroll, knows accountancy, knows how to keep it paid, but also knows how the employer, how the guys on site, how the recruitment agencies feel about this, and just create that one true payroll company that can look after them with the customer service, with the compliance and the due diligence to make sure paid on time, every time, but receive the best customer service that they deserve to get. So you started Optimum Payroll from scratch, and you've got a good company ethos. You've already alluded to the fact that you were getting poor service. Do you think that's an issue that pervades British business, or is, was it just uh, in payroll? No, we all know that there's some large companies out there, I can name BT as one, that the larger they get, the customer service does get affected because it's diluted by the more and more and more people that's there. What we've always said from day one, if we're paying 10 people or we're paying thousands as we are now, customer service has to be all the way through from day one to the last minute when you leave the office on Friday because this is their wages, this is their living, this has got bills to pay to put food on the table. It's the most important thing to them is getting paid and getting paid correctly. We can't just think that everyone loves going to work. They go to work to get paid and we have to ensure that we do that right, we communicate right and we make them assured that it's all fine, you'll get paid every time, each time and you can call us whenever you want. Okay, so th- there are three other companies in the Bolton Group that I know of, and, <laughs> and, and off air you tell me about more. <laughs> so, but I'll list the ones that I know, which is Trinity Create, Optimum Experience, and the White Lion. So give us an overview of the services that are delivered by these, these other companies. So these three other businesses were born, bought, created during lockdown. And again, it's the same principle of why I wanted a payroll company. When you've got a business, you outsource multiple facets of that business because, as I said earlier, you want to do what you're best at. So the marketing side, I've always believed that marketing is a way better idea of bringing business in and keeping continuity than actual making cold calls. So to have a really good digital marketing agency is core to any business that wants to grow. And that's why I said, well, let's have this in-house. Let's create a marketing company that I know will benefit me, but also my clients because the ethos is there to make the best brand awareness for your company to grow. So that's what Trinity was there for. The good thing about Trinity now is different to everyone else. We've actually got a key personnel in our office, all in our office. Nothing's outsourced. Every single facet of a digital marketing is from graphics, web, dev, programming, PM, social, SEO, PR, they're all in my office. They're all under one roof. So when a client calls asking for anything they want, they'll get the answer straight away because the people are there. So that's why Trinity was created, and that was done in lockdown. Optimum Experience, which is a worldwide travel agency, which I don't know why someone would create a travel agency during lockdown, but there you go. That's what happens when I was bored. And that, again, was created because high net worth individuals that want a luxury holiday just don't have time to book a holiday, to research a holiday, to organise a holiday. It's a lot of work that goes into this. We decided we wanted to do end-to-end luxury concierge travel agency that even from getting you from your house to the airport, through the airport, other end of the airport, to the hotel, food and drinks on arrival at the hotel, we do the lot and we created an app that goes onto your phone that shows you your full itinerary from start to finish 
of how your holiday will play out that you can interact with us of change this restaurant, go to here, want to visit there, what's La Marquia. We'll do that for you. Because at the end of the day, anyone that is highly successful that doesn't have time, they need a holiday, but they don't have time to do that. Just let us do that for you. So that was Optimum Experience. The White Lion. There's the White Lion is a bar, restaurant, hotel over in Weston. And that's just my local. <laughs> it's, it's simple as that. So you bought your local. I did indeed. So if we ever get locked down again, I'm getting locked down in my local, not in my living room, and I'm nice and safe. But that's that's my local for years. It's a lovely, lovely establishment. If anyone's not been, it's it was built in 1652. It's grade two listed building. It's a 17-bed hotel, restaurant bar. It's got everything you could need to go on a Sunday lunch, to go on a Friday night, to go on a Wednesday lunchtime. We're open for breakfast now. We've just built a massive garden area. It's got a nice street food restaurant now to do different type of food. It's just supposed to be whatever feeling you've got that day, morning, evening, we can accommodate that. And that's the idea. It's, It's just a nice, relaxing location to have a drink, have some food, or meet your friends. So uh, you're kind of reaching out to the to the top end with those two companies. And do you find that you get r- regular feedback from those companies? Are they inclined to give you feedback, whether it's gone well or if you've had a little bit of a hiccup? Yeah, obviously, in any life, you get more feedback when there's a hiccup than you get feedback when it's gone well. That's I suppose we're all the exact same with that. We get a lot of feedback the White Lion is always going to get more feedback than them because it's a pub, it's a restaurant. You're always going to get feedback on a daily basis. The luxury travel, social media is our feedback on that because we're in a world of Instagram. Everyone's got the camera on the back of their phone. It's just natural. When they see something pretty, you take a picture of it. If you think yourself are pretty, you take a picture of yourself. It is what it is, so we'll always get feedback. And that's what we need with us. That's what's showing everyone else, oh, wow, I want to be there. I want to do that. So that feedback for us is absolutely key. So we need feedback. Everyone needs feedback. No matter what size your business is, you can't change, grow, fix if you don't have feedback. Otherwise, you've just got blinkers on. Podcasts from the Cat. Carl, some of your customers are amongst the largest in the UK and include the likes of Samsung, Cisco and the NHS. So share with us how you develop your client base and how you've adapted to the changing needs of your customers. We're very lucky because, as I mentioned earlier, our core principles for our payrolls, customer service and compliance. So the more and more you do that, the more you do well at your customer service, the more you continue to show your compliance. It's word of mouth from there. So we don't actually make that much outgoing calls. It's a lot of word of mouth. And that's how we do manage to get into the bigger companies out there because eventually they all say, oh, I've heard of you guys, you do this, this, this. Can you just pay this one person for me? One person speaks to another and you just grow. That's like a pyramid effect. One will talk to two, two will talk to four, and so on, so on, so on, so on. So because we've always kept that core principle of that I wanted to keep because I've been on the other end of that payroll side, it has helped us get through into the bigger companies that generally don't know who their staff is at the very top of the NHS. They, the NHS is such a commodity they have no idea it's a number sheet but someone at some point will say i need this person looked after go and find a compliant regular payroll company and sure they're looked after and that's how we get through on that door and it just grows from there so all the big clients we've got was actually not from any cold call in any 
marketing. It was word of mouth of someone saying, these are brilliant, they've always looked after me, can I get paid through these? Or someone in that company coming to find us. So we're very lucky that way. And then the, the needs of customers change over the years. So how do you keep pace with that? Well, obviously the biggest change that we've all gone through as we were speaking off air that COVID and the lockdown that brought in Everything realistically changed for every business infrastructure from there, from working from home to data centers to how your computer communicates with people. We had to change our internal systems dramatically. How GDPR came in just before that, but everyone's forgot. Brexit came in, everyone's forgot about that as well. How we store our systems, how we send out our data, how we do that, that all changed. We, luckily, with the market economy, we built our own internal systems so we're not actually reliant on anyone outside of our office anymore because it's all done internally if something breaks we can fix it there and then if someone wants something we can do it there and then if someone wants a change in how their dashboard looks we can change it there and there for them so we're very lucky that it's all internal all looked after under one roof and our team can fix it there and then Okay, so like most businesses, you're entirely dependent on your staff for maintaining the company's reputation. So tell us what it takes to manage a successful team and and how you keep them trained and motivated. I bought a pub. <laughs> I'm sure they're not all motivated by, no. by a visit to the pub. It's Everyone is different. We've got a big age range within our group and you've got to because we've got so many different jobs so many different sectors everyone needs to be where they need to be at the right time to keep everyone energized maintained coming to work knowing they need to come to work is probably the hardest thing about any company is demand management of your staff because there's so many different people what we're trying to create is a it's a work family on our interview process we are very honest and the truth is if you work full-time you will see the people at work more than you'll see your family. It's unfortunate. We all wish we didn't have that, but that is the truth. You do have to get on with your work colleagues. What we're trying to create is a work family that everyone does actually like each other, whether they tell me the truth or not, I don't know. But it is regular work events that can be go-karting, paintballing to Alton Towers. It is trying to break down any barriers. That's not just a work conversation. It's people knowing about each other's kids, their families, what you did at this weekend. Build an office that's got a breakout area, that's got a comfortable area to have your lunch away from your desk, to communicate with a different person from a different company, to feel comfortable when you're at work with your colleagues that knowing they've got your back, you've got their back, and just be comfortable. Now, not everybody wants to move through the ranks not everybody is as vocal uh, as perhaps, uh, if you like, a salesman. So some people are less likely to tell you if there's something wrong. How do you ensure that everybody is kept trained and that you're meeting the needs of that employee? So we're very lucky in each company we've got, we've got divisional managers, divisional directors that obviously work with those set people. You've had Tamara on your show a few times. She's fantastic engagement with her staff she's always there for her staff we've got multiple people that will listen and they've got one shoulder that's there for people to come cry on because someone's gone at home the other shoulder's there i'm struggling at work what do i need to do it's always that very honest approach like you say some people don't want to rise for that because they're happy on the set job set salary go home see the family Every company has to have those people. If you've got 100 people that are trying to get to the top, it's just a stampede and it's going to create 
friction at all points. So those managers and directors of each division get to know their staff very, very well and know who you can shout at, who you can motivate, who you need to listen to, how to promote their own strengths and weaknesses accordingly. And that, that's man management from, from the top to the bottom. We all have to do that. And recruitment, as you've, you've already alluded to, is becoming more and more difficult uh, because the job pool's shrinking. There just aren't enough people for the jobs yeah. that are available. So how are you overcoming that? Recruitment is the exact same as my mind, just the hardest part of any growing business. You're right, the staffing pool that we're all in is reducing. The amount of jobs is increasing. A lot of people, because of lockdown, came out of their chosen sector, especially the hospitality. Hospitality is going through the worst period it's ever gone through. Chefs, there's just not enough chefs left. So we're all fighting and paying more and more and more for talented chefs. We've just got to stop at some point. You've just got to promote the best company you can, give the best job advert to bring them in, to speak about passionately about what you do, and just hope that the right people want to work with you, and you just go from there. And then it's all about staff retention. Just keep those good staff with you, because you know how much pain you went through to actually recruit these people. Carl, modern technology, as you've already said, is advancing at a rate of knots, and keeping abreast of changes can be expensive if you do, and costly if you don't. So share with us how the Bolton Group benefits from modern technology in helping to manage your people, improve your services, and refine your business systems. There's not one of our businesses now that would be able to survive without modern technology. I think every business these days has got to adapt to the change in need. You look at Amazon. Amazon was around for a long, long, long time, but as soon as the internet boom came, Amazon's become this beast of what it is now and now Amazon just is a huge business on its own because of the resale value of what everyone's selling but you need the internet for that you need your data you need to see where the trends are in the market what it's selling at we're the exact same from our payroll that needs to run this unautomate this from marketing to look at the social trends to look at the database of being doing graphic design to use a software to change images to put onto text to put music with this web development we couldn't do any of our work without the technology we've got. And every month there's a new app, there's a new software, there's a new technology idea that's coming out that we literally all have to look at. And we're fortunate that people are with us, love their job. And in their spare time, they are literally looking for the new next best thing that will help them do their job because we all want to do our job better. And if technology can help us do that, we'd all use it. I suppose if you're using that much software and that much technology, you've, somebody's got to assess it all and see if it's of benefit. So do you, do you have a group of people doing that? We do. We have a very talented man called Josh. We brought him in recently. He's our IT PM, and his core job is to literally run all of the services within the group, look at the technology, we've got apps being built like that that he will manage and run and make sure it's a serviceability all the deadlines are being hit and just do his job again to the best of his ability to make sure we're not missing anything we couldn't save money or time here there and everywhere everyone's going to hit the deadline no customers are going to be let down and you need that person to control that because we're all so busy doing the job you need someone to maintain and monitor and say look you're so engrossed in what you're doing you forgot about this again those blinkers that horses where to get in a straight line or go around that corner, you're not seeing what's on the outside. 
and that's why people like Josh are needed. And like you say, if uh, you you couldn't possibly now be aware of everything in your business, so you've got to make sure the people beneath you are managing all that. Yeah, it's that's where each department manager you have to have good managers in your team. It doesn't matter about business to sport to military. You all have to have the best managers possible. I can guarantee both world wars, any war, you ask any servant soldier, they'll first say, it was my colleagues around me, but they say, who saved your life? It was the sergeants. It was those senior NCOs on the field of them that kept them alive because they were their managers. Uh, I can see how that follows and that discipline that you, um, you experienced whilst you were in the army, that's serving you well, I'm sure. It does. Every, I do believe, anyone that goes into business or even going into a high-profile job, any military background there will definitely steer them the right way. Uh, Carl, now you, you've, you've won several awards, including Best Payroll Services Provider for 2021. So talk us through the awards that you've been involved in and share with us why they're important to you and the team. So that award specifically, uh, we've just won again. So it's our third year in a row we've won that specific award. The awards are awards of vanity. Let's all be honest. They are vanity, but everyone needs a bit of vanity. Everyone needs a bit of recognition from outside of our own pool of people to say, you know what, you're doing a good job. I can always tell my staff, you're doing a brilliant job. You're doing a brilliant job. They'll go home to the partner and say, oh, you're doing a great job. Well done. Someone that doesn't know you and it's not with you every day that's actually judging you based on comparing you to your competitors to say you have won this award you were brilliant we all want that we all want to be recognized as doing well at our job so to receive recognition from someone outside of your pool it's brilliant we all need that for our own motivation for our own confidence and self-esteem because it's a hard job we all do so to win awards from recognized people that know what they're talking about is key when you win these, like you've won the Best Payroll Services Provider Award again, do you send the team down to collect it? COVID obviously stopped us a lot. Unfortunately, lockdown, we lost two years of that, but uh, we were there. We went down to London this year. We had a, a very good party down in London. It's, again, it's another good, we put makeup on for the team, we put hotels up for the team. It's recognition from us to say thank you. We wouldn't have got this without you. I certainly don't run the payroll, but it's you guys that do it. And it's just, again, it's something for them to go back to. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed my night. It's what the company's about. We're trying to create that family feel that you'll always be recognised. You're not on your own. We're always here for you. Uh, I always remember reading something that uh, Richard Branson wrote about staff that he trains them so that they're good enough to leave, but then creates circumstances that stop them leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good idea. <laughs> so that, you, that they enjoy working for you so much so they don't want to leave. Yeah, there's, but there's always a job around there that you look at like, oh, that'll be interesting. The grass is always greener. But if you've created a platform for people to thrive at, to get what they want, and you're paying them to do that, the grass isn't always greener. You always have someone that will turn your head, but something will always drag you back and say, no, I don't want to go. Carl, thank you so much for joining us today and giving up your time and, and telling us your story. Uh, should only any of our listeners want to contact you, where can they find more information about the Bolton Group? So good old social media or website. Bolton Group is easy enough to find on Google, where all of our companies, Trinity Create, the Bolton Group, Optimum Pay Group, 
the White Lion Western, they're all on social media, they're all on the internet. You can easily just find us however preferred method to use. Carl, thank you so much for coming on The Cat today. No, thank you for bringing me in. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.